0: Would you turn again now to that portion that we read together in Luke chapter 9. And we'll take our words of text tonight. uh, Two portions, but particularly the words in verse 23. Luke 9 verse 23. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. We read here in verse 51 also regarding the Lord Jesus came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. There we see one who denied himself. Here was one who had a definite destination in mind. The Lord Jesus Christ knew what was ahead of him. Indeed, Calvary was no surprise at all to Christ. Neither was what happened there out of his hands. Sometimes we I get the impression and maybe think that poor Jesus, what could he do? Well, it was never like that. It was always a voluntary, willing giving of himself to death. Yes, by the hands of wicked men in God's providence that he used other men. But he was always as we have also said, his face like a flint toward Jerusalem. And from him, from the age of understanding in his days in this world, he was always aware of what awaited him. He knew what was needed to meet the demands of the law broken in Adam. He knew in his life the sorrows, many sorrows. He knew as he went on the agony of Gethsemane, and the death of the cross that awaited. And yet, here is one who in all ways that he denied himself and pressed on to do and to fulfill what he came to do. There was always a full commitment at all times. He set his face to go to Jerusalem. Now. This kind of commitment, you know, we sometimes, if I can, an illustration that I read somewhere a plane traveling a long distance, and because of the fuel used up, cannot return to the original departing point. And so it speaks there about us, without trivializing what is here, the idea of from the moment, a certain moment where there is no turning back. Now, for the Lord Jesus Christ, from the moment of the instituting of the glorious covenant of redemption, and then from the moment he took our nature, it was for him then, having taken our nature, a point of no return. But it was a point of no return that he wouldn't want to return. He was determined to fulfill his purpose. And now, friends, for those who follow him and those who take a step in faith to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, a full commitment is also required of you and I. You see, there can be no half measures in our following of the Lord. There can be no taking it up one day and leaving it and laying aside the next. There can be no dabbling in the things of this world and then deciding on Sunday, as it were, to go to church. That's not following the Lord. That's not denying yourself. So then, friends, to consider what we have here tonight. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And under three simple headings, first of all, a decision required, secondly, a denial of self, and thirdly, a determination to follow. First of all, then, a decision required. Now, before anyone begins and accuses me of being an Armenian in this, when we speak of decisionism. It usually, as we understand it, it refers to the idea of being an Arminian, which basically teaches that Christ died for all men, no exceptions whatsoever. And that man can fall from a state of grace, can be in a state of grace one day and a state of not so the next. And so sin is for such seen as an act of the will. And so April, when he decides for man, can incline his will towards God in the way that he wishes. Now, that's, of course, not what we mean here when we speak of a decision to be made. But the Bible is full of situations where decisions have to be made, where God is challenging people to make a decision, where God is coming with his word very clearly, asking and choosing who we are going to serve. So, while it is true, That that is so. It is always the case that God is sovereign over all things. But man is always also responsible. Man is responsible for his own acceptance or rejection of the gospel. We all know that. That is at the end of the day that comes to each and every one of us. What about What I am doing? What about my decision? What am I doing in these matters? Now, when we look to the Lord Jesus Christ, we see many times when others sought to hold him back, when others sought to stop him doing what he came to do, times when uh, he was uh, greatly uh, in difficulties, even. When you think even of the situation that he was in when he was. Uh, tempted by Satan in the wilderness, doing anything and everything. But he had come to fulfill a purpose. And yes, even there, in one sense, that decision was required. And of course, we know what happened. We think of Peter, far be it from thee, Lord, when he told him that he would have to go to the cross, far be it from thee, whatever else. And so he had this situation, and others as well. Who, he didn't want them when he came preaching the gospel, but he continued to do so. Yes, there were difficulties in the way, but he continued to do what he came to do. He was determined with a holy determination that nothing would stop him doing what he came into the world to do. And what he knew that the law required to redeem his people to himself. He came for a purpose. A decision was made in that sense for him. But it was always that he was determined and willing to do what he was sent to do. Now, the idea of him taking the punishment of others, you and I, if we are Christians tonight here, to take in our punishment. He hasn't died for everyone. If he would, everyone would be saved. And so when I start going back to the Arminian idea, that is totally wrong. But for you and I, that he took out punishment, he died our death. This is what he decreed and, yes, decided to do. Now, many people, as i going to say, have objected to the idea of this substitutionary atonement of one who is innocent suffering for some guilty people. It doesn't seem right. One taking the punishment for others. People say, how cruel that is. How unjust that is. What kind of God would dream up such a a scenario? Uh, But friends, we have to remember always that this was a voluntary act and decision on the part of Christ. There was no coercion. He didn't come reluctantly. He didn't do what he did with reluctance, any reluctance at all. It was about to do thy will, I take delight. He was engaged and fully engaged in doing what was decreed for him to do to save a people for himself. Now, friends, applying that in our own situations. There we see a perfect example in Christ. Christ is much more, by the way, than an example, as you well know. People speak about Christ, well, he was a good example. He was did lovely things. He was nice to people. He cared for children, all the rest of it. All that, yes, that was part of it. But that's not about an example. That is not first and foremost. What we look to and just see Jesus as a good example. If that's all you see, you don't see enough. You need more. Than that. And it was nevertheless a perfect example of how we are to follow. A perfect example of we are to follow the Lord with that, making that decision in that sense. And so if any of us will go after him, as we have it here, if any man will come after me, here is what is required. Here is, you see, it must be with a full commitment. And it is put to man to do. If any man will do this, it's got to be with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Not half-hearted, not playing at it. It has got to be your all. It has got to be totally. No, of course, we cannot be coerced against our will. You yourself here tonight, you are Christian. You had a decision, as it were, to make in the sense that I said earlier. And you here tonight who are still not strangers to the, who are still strangers to the grace of God. You have a decision to make. You have a decision to make in every area of life. That is the kind of mind that God has given to us. And here is the greatest decision of all. And this is what is needed for us. And a point, friends, will come. Will not be so for you. You have a decision to make in your own heart. That is going to be for us all here. A point will come when or if you are challenged by the gospel, as you are here often enough in this very church and elsewhere. You are challenged by the gospel. You are called to make a decision. You are called to make up your mind as it were. What are you going to do? Are you going to follow? Or are you going to stay where you are? And when that gospel challenge comes, And if you see there your sin and realize that you're a sinner before God, therefore you're lost, what happens? Every time you sit under the gospel, you make a decision. And every time you sit under the gospel, that challenges you particularly. Do you turn your back and go back to the old way of life? Or do you decide by God's grace to follow And follow the Lord. There is your decision, friends. There is something that you have to do. There is something that you're faced with. That's not taking away God's sovereignty. You know that very well. But it comes down to this man's responsibility. I say it often enough even in this pulpit in our time here. Man's responsibility is important. The Bible tells us that God is not willing that any should perish. He tells us that, but note here as well. If any man will come after me, note the if. If any man will come after me, there's the challenge. There's the yes. decision you have to make. If you will come, says the Lord here, if any man will come after me, deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. You see, man's responsibility is always before us. It's not excluded. Though God is sovereign, and we thank him for that. You see, what is Christ saying here? And what he's saying to you tonight? He's not saying, you who are elect will come. You who are already chosen will come. But if any man, if any man, and notice as well in the beginning of verse 23, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me. You see how wide this gospel invitation is? It's to each and every one of us. It's to each and every small who comes under the sound of the gospel. But he says, if any man, that is clearly putting the responsibility on man's shoulder, those he was speaking to. And you can imagine there the scene with all these people round, And he tells them, if any man here, any of you here come after me, here is what you have to do as we look in a minute at. But there is the challenge to them. And so there's a the decision they have to make. You see, friends, it's putting responsibility on your shoulders. No one will be in a lost eternity because they weren't elect. You'll be in a lost eternity if you're there because you didn't believe. That's what's needed. And the only way to be saved tonight is to follow the Lord and believe in him. So, friend, what is your decision tonight? It has been said by somebody, a decision for Christ is courage in action. A decision for Christ is courage in action. Do you have that courage tonight? Do you? Do you have that courage tonight to stand on the Lord's side? Maybe you haven't ever been up to now, but here is the challenge to you. Here is the challenge to you to take that step in faith. Are you willing tonight to be a follower of Christ, after if you like a Jesus follower? You see, friends, there's no other way to be saved. Well, yes, some people will tell you. The Christian faith cannot be the only way. Some people say, oh, there's more to that. You cannot just say that, just Christians are going to get to heaven. What about all the other good religions? Well, my friend, there is no other way. If you say anything else, you are calling Christ a liar. Because the Bible makes very clear that there is no other way. Doesn't he say himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life? No man, no man, no man. Comes to the Father except by me. So, when you make a decision to try to get to heaven any other way, any other religion, you know what? You'll end up in hell. Make no mistake about that. There is no middle road. There is no middle destination. There's no purgatory. There is heaven and there is hell. And that is clear in Scripture for us all. And I'm sure that everyone here knows that. So for you tonight, friend, when you're challenged with the gospel from his own holy word, not my words, I pray the Lord would use them, but you know from the Scriptures, there's a decision that you have to make. So, what have you decided up to tonight? What has been your decision up to now? Where are you standing in relation to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? What does he say? To come after him. If any man will come after me. That is, follow me. If he was here tonight. And he said to you. Hands up. Take a step forward, those who have decided to follow me. Where would you be found? Would it be in following, faithfully following Him? Will you make that decision? Have you made that decision? So then, friends, a decision required. But then, secondly, a denial of self that the text speaks about. Verse 23, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Now, the idea here, denying self, it's got, it's got a few things involved in it, but just to mention some, the basic level, the idea of literally destroying sinful self. To get rid of worldly desires that we have ourselves. It is to renounce your self-righteousness. It is to turn away from your life, being all about yourself. Isn't that how it is with us? Why is it that any do not trust in Christ? Because they're trusting in themselves. That's what it comes down to. That's the situation here for some, sadly, tonight. There's an unwillingness to deny self. Oh, something, the self-righteousness that's with us all. You know, it's not easy, is it, to deny our self-righteousness. We all struggle with that. There's not a soul here who doesn't have a struggle with self and being more, maybe, then we're thinking more of ourselves than we ought to. But friends, it is one thing to struggle with it, it's another to deny it. And there's all the difference in the world, in the sense of the world, of the world that we have here. And notice also, this is not just when you're converted. I mentioned this earlier, I think today is something about it. Let him deny himself, take up the cross. Daily, just as a cross daily has to be to taken up, the denial also must be taken up every day. It is not something that you can do occasionally. It is what characterizes your life if you are following the Lord, if you are willing to follow Him, whatever it costs. As I said, it's not easy. Is it not so, friend? We do not agree that self, self? Is at the root of many, if not all, our problems. Me, ourselves, seeking our own above everything else. We make ourselves little gods, as it were. We make ourselves the center of the universe. What I want and what I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. And everything must be like that way with us if we are not following Christ, especially. And even as Christians, it's a struggle we have every day that we're not seeking to elevate ourselves. What we need is to pray the prayer of another, that we would decrease and that Christ would increase in every area of our lives. Isn't that what we need, friends? When you think of the Lord Jesus here, denying self, the shadow of Calvary was beginning to fall very clearly across his path. But there was we see here of course a denial of self as his highest pinnacle. He set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he knew very well what was there awaiting for him. And there he endured the cross and he despised the shame. And there he made himself of low reputation. Ah my friends, that's Really, doesn't it sum up denying self? Make yourself of no reputation. That's hard, isn't it? We all are so proud. And we find it so hard to humble ourselves. We may say it. We may give the impression, but you know your heart as I know mine. It's a struggle. But not so with Christ. And he said before us here, he tells us what we also are to do. And that is, as far as we possibly can, the way we are to follow him giving our all, not holding back, fully committed as he was, not putting our own selfish desires to the fore. Now, this kind of commitment seems foolish to the world. Indeed, Was it not so to some of ourselves at one time? That's how we were. And sadly, I fear that for some of you here tonight, it's still like that. Still like that. But this, friends, is what the Lord requires of us. The world will say to you, well, that kind of commitment is unnecessary. Just get on with your life. Do the best you can. Be kind to everybody. And do all you can. That's all you can do. But what does the Lord say? Deny yourself. Deny yourself. This is what is required of us. Take up our cross and follow him denying yourselves. My dear friend, are you willing tonight? Or have you already done so? Or is self still the ruling principle of life for you? You know the answer to that yourself. You don't need me and anyone else to tell you. But I say this to your friend. Realize this whatever else. You cannot follow and be a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and not deny self. It is impossible. It cannot be. Self-sacrifice is necessary to follow in the footsteps of the master. Not to the extent, of course, we're not seeing that. But the example is there for us. This is how we are to walk. Walk ye in it. This is the way for us. Here is what is necessary. Matthew Henry puts it in a very good way. Here he says regarding denying self. Is the fundamental law of admission into Christ's school the fundamental law of admission into Christ's school denial and denying self is necessary for us. And friends, if we can take you to the end of the chapter, just and I think it ties in with this. You know this thing. What we have at the end of the chapter: those who said they would follow the Lord and then whatever for different reasons. So we just briefly look at that. Look at verse fifty seven. Came to pass as they went in the way a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Jesus said, Foxes have holes, birds of the ear have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Now here is someone who comes and he volunteers. You notice that he himself volunteers. I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Here's a man full of good intentions, and there are many who are full of good intentions. But that's not enough, friends. You see, with well, this man, and and some would would consider that when the Lord said to him, Foxes have holes, birds the air of nests. Why did he say that to him? Well, some would suggest, and maybe there's a truth in it as well. That is because probably this man. Didn't realize that he was probably in a comfortable home and a good life style. But if you follow me, boxes of whole, birds in the air of nests. See the, con- the contrast there. And so he's challenged and we're not told at all that he did what he promised to do. And then we see it going on in verse 59. And he said to another, the Lord himself said to another, follow me. But he said, so Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. That the dead bury the dead, go and preach the kingdom of God. Again, there's various views on this. But for the Jews, you see, burial of anyone while taking a place, it took precedent over even their religious lives. They were allowed, as it were, to do this. at the Not have to go to the, to, to the temple or the tabernacle or anything, if you like. This was priority for them. But you see, what is the Lord saying here to him? The demands of God's kingdom, Jesus saying, always must have precedent. Even above these things, let the dead bury dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. You see, again, bringing before them here. And what again, lack of commitment, not denying self. And then finally in verse 61, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewells at my house. No man having put his hand to the plough is fit for the kingdom of God. Again, here's another volunteer. Here's one who puts himself forward to do this. A man who volunteered makes a decision to go with the Lord, but only after sorting out his home situation first. What do we see? Well, surely we see here a reluctance, a qualified, I will. Lord, I will follow thee, but. ah, Look at that, but there, friends. In verse 61, I will follow thee, but. And how many times there are buts. <laughs> a but in your own life tonight? Is there a but in your own life? Is that what is? Well, yes, I would like to be a Christian, but... You know, some of these requests that we read of there with the Lord, you would say, and the people, they were reasonable, you would say... And the Lord doesn't ask any to ignore that family situations, but it's about how committed are you? And that's what it's all about. I say, friends, putting family, even family before the Lord, there will be no blessing for you. It is has to be. That's not to say, and you know yourselves, that often enough how important it is to care for family, and scripture teaches us that. But it's all about, it's not about ignoring the family situation, but it's about commitment and a denial of self. My friend, are you here tonight like this? Are you here tonight half-hearted? Oh yes, you. some volunteering and yet unwilling to take that necessary extra step in faith, denying self. How often have you yourself maybe come to a service like this and elsewhere, and you live full of good intentions, might last till Monday or Tuesday, and then it's gone. Not willing to deny self. And remember this, no one is excluded from the redemption of Christ except those who exclude themselves. And they exclude themselves because of an unwillingness to deny self. You cannot follow the Lord and not deny self. Beware, friend, oh, beware of that sin. So a denial of self. A decision required, a denial of self, and thirdly, a determination needed to follow. Take up your cross daily and follow me. And it's a present tense here in the original Greek language. It says, keep on following me. It's not just a one-off. Let him deny himself, take up the cross daily and follow me. Daily follow me. Keep on doing it. Oh, it's not about I made a decision tonight and then forget it. And then look back, oh, yes, I made a decision on that night in Sandwick Church. Oh, I must be a Christian because I made a decision then. It's a daily going on and it's a daily doing what the Lord would have us. It's a daily denying of self and a determination then to go on following the Lord. Be determined, friend. Every day you need to deny self. You ask any Christian here, and they will tell you how difficult that is. But it's a struggle they have every day of life. This is how it is for them. My friend, this is no path following the Lord for fair-weather Christians, for fair-weather followers. It's not for you for an occasional commitment. It is a full-on, as it were. You've got to do it with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And there's a cost to it. There's a cross we have here to carry in following the Lord. Now, we have to be careful about this. We are not to see our crosses, our trials, as a mark of faithfulness and holiness. And imagine that God then will be pleased with us for difficulties in our lives. We are not to be some maybe some monks and others, deliberately putting ourselves in position of depriving ourselves of lawful things as if to gain favour with God. That's not what we have here. We are not to imagine any way that some sort of penance is cross bearing that will please God. How are we to do without cross-bearing? We are to take it up daily and follow him with all these difficulties, with all these trials, with all that opposition that will come our way. It's not to give up, friends. We are to patiently bear many afflictions. We are to face many evils, many temptations. Yes, many persecutions if you are to follow the Lord. Things the world puts in our paths and there may be times when you shameful and pain into your experience. They may be that, but we have to press on. A Press on. Now we can have different crosses. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with the idea of people speaking, well, that's my cross I have to bear. We have to be careful at least about that. As if we're comparing the cross, our crosses to his cross. But there are crosses, as it were, we can speak about in that way, that may be similar Every Christian has certain things that say, yes, I can identify with that. But we can also have different things that we have in our experience as well that are peculiar to each and every one of us. But like your Lord before us, we must quietly submit to them and obediently follow the path that has been set out for us. That's what we have to do. We have to take up our cross daily and follow him. This is what he asks of us to do, the path that has been set out for us. Notice something else as well in that verse, verse 23, when it says, uh, take, um, and he said, that if, or if any man will, will come after me, notice that again, will come after me. Again, you see, could I mentioned this earlier, maybe the responsibility on man. If you will come, makes a deliberate choice, in other words. If you will make a choice to come. And we come as a sheep follows a shepherd, a soldier, is commanding the officer into battle, that has to be a determination. Follow me. With all the difficulties and all the crosses and all the situation, determined to follow. That's the kind of soldier that Christ wants in his army. That's how we are to be ourselves. Friends, it is not an easy way, but it is the only way. Well, let me conclude then. What we have here then are the terms set out to be a Christian. Simply set out in our text let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. This is about. Discipleship, isn't it? It is about how to live as a Christian. This is setting out the marks of the true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you find these marks in yourself? Just as there must, as there was a a must in the experience of the Lord going up to Jerusalem on the cross, so there is a must to be in the experience of the follower of the Lord. We must deny. We must take up the cross and we must follow him. And if we do so, remember the promise that is there, but the warning as well. At the last verse in the chapter, no man having put his hand to the plough and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. That's a frightening text. Is there a Christian here who doesn't tremble at the thought of that. Or oh, backslidings. But friends, be encouraged in this. If you follow faithfully, bearing your particular cross for the sake of Christ, the path will not be easy, but will one day end up where he is. Did you not promise? I go to prepare a place for you. When not so I would have told you. Oh, friends, the path of obedience is never easy. But what is our cross bearing compared to what he had to bear for us? He was determined to go to the cross to suffer and die, to redeem your soul, believer. And he never asks any to go where he has not gone and led before. Well, friend, in the sense, and I hope nobody misunderstands what I've been saying about decision. Tonight, the decision, in a very real sense, is yours. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. That's a decision for you to make. Eternity. Your eternity, heaven or hell, depends as far as you're concerned, on that decision. O oh, Blessed Lord, help us to realize the solemnity of thy holy word and the challenge that is in it for us. And that thou, most holy God, would look upon us in mercy in Christ. That thy people would strive to be better people for Christ. That those who have yet not come to know thee and may be halting between two opinions, that they would not be content and realize the awful situation they are in if death finds them in that way. But help us, we pray thee, to ever begin and to continue and that we would seek to follow the Lord and that we would not hold back in anything, but rather that we would press on and that we would do so bearing our cross and denying ourselves and following the Master, in whose name we pray. Amen.